This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That Guardians team was the most consistent, has been the most consistent, and really young in in their chasing success and flying under the radar. Speaking of chasing success and speaking of chase. Ooh, Mm. chase on the case. Chase, chase on the case. Chase! Jamar Chase joins the show right now, Jamar Chase. Jamar, um, your team in free fall. (laughs) uh, The Super Bowl hangover looks like it's a real thing. How how, how do you feel? Jamar Chase Kitty from the Lions Edge podcast joins us right now on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Chase, how you doing, sir? I'm good. You guys script this stuff out at this point, right? We no. no, we're just we that really damn don't. good, Chase. We're just that good. We get paid the big bucks around here, Chase. <laughs> Chase, we appreciate you joining the show. Week one was crazy. Of course, week one ended last night with that Denver game against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. The 12s were rocking. I didn't believe in Geno Smith. He was taking a shot at me in this postgame uh, interview when he said they wrote him off, but he didn't write back. I'm the one who, who wrote uh, Geno Smith off, and I did it all night long. <laughs> Same. So, uh, Chase, after that game, what were your what were your immediate takeaways from that overreactions and, and maybe just some uh, PSAs for the public after that specific game? Because for me, I guess I'll give an example. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction on the Denver side as of, in terms of concerns, and on the on the opposite side, I kind of am really impressed with Seattle. I think they could be surprising this year. Well, you guys called a West Virginia guy to get an opinion on Geno Smith, so <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not going to be very unbiased on that front. Geno Smith is like one of the unluckiest NFL players of the last 10 years. You just look at all the setbacks he had. But he's covered his last six games, I think, seven touchdowns, one interception, and the five starts he's had since the beginning of the 2021 season. So I'm not telling you the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl or anything this year, but they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be even a little bit better than people expect. I think the, the Denver Broncos don't want to overreact. The, it's not the offense I worry about. It's the coaching and the defense. I think we have this idea of how good the Broncos' defense is dating back to five or six or seven years ago when they won the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. Von Miller's there, and they're just lighting people up on the defensive side of the ball. That's not what they are anymore. Uh, they, they ranked 26th by PFF's rankings in overall defense for 2021. And, you know, we did a Twitter space last night with, with PFF and, that I hosted for BetMGM, and we talked about that a little bit. It's kind of an unknown. We, you, you don't know how much better the defense is going to be when you have an offense that can stay on the field longer and engineer better drives and it's just generally more competent because you have Russell Wilson at quarterback. But I, I think the defense there is kind of a bit of a problem. I think they still have some moves to make, maybe at the trade deadline. And when you're talking about a team that's in the AFC West with all those powerful offenses, that could be a real liability. I'm curious, Chase, uh, because I'm looking here at the line on BetMGM and coming up, Houston plays Denver in Denver. We were talking about this before we came back from break. And to me, I'm looking at Houston as a 10 point, 10 plus point dog, and it'll probably move over the course of this week. And I say to myself, 
why why not maybe even take Houston first half to cover the way that they came out and beat up on the Colts? What are your thoughts and just in terms of like whether that's a good idea and what Denver's going to be moving forward against some of these teams that are probably not very good but can still keep it competitive? Yeah, I think the, the word competent comes to mind when you talk about Houston. Like they're not going to blow you away. But I do think, you know, we, we as a betting society, as a sports society, I think we have a hard time distinguishing the nuances between awful and mediocre. I think a lot of it blends together. And I think Houston, when you look at what they added in free agency and who the players are that are starting on that team, they're going to be okay. And the betting public might not realize that for another few weeks. I think when you talk about Denver specifically, I think the fact that they came out and kind of surprised the Colts didn't really finish the deal and you end up with a tie. But I think Denver will be more focused, not just because of the outcome of the Colts-Texans game, but also because they lost their own opening week. It is a short turnaround because they played Monday night, so you do have that going for you if you like the Texans. I threw the Broncos in a parlay, the, uh, well, they can't possibly start 0-2 parlay with, like, the Packers and the Broncos, and there was one other team in there. I like that, that's how I'm, Yeah, that's how I'm attacking it, is just taking them to win and playing with the odds to get it in my favor. But I don't think that's a terrible idea, Tristan. Uh, Chase, the game that I wanted to hit on, and I want to get into some college football with you as well, but I guess the surprising line, the Detroit Lions are getting a bunch of love. Obviously, they were the hard knocks team. I was just about to go there. But they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I know it's a home game, so you're getting some home field advantage against the Commanders who just beat the Jags, and granted, it's the Jags, but they looked all right. Two-and-a-half points, man. What would you do in this game? Do you think the Lions should be favored? They're minus 130 on the money line, total at 48-and-a-half. How would you play it? So I'm, I'm thinking about it this way, and I haven't made this bet, but I, I've, I've definitely already had the thought. Last year, Texas was not very good the last couple years, actually. I'm talking about the Texas Longhorns, but they were sick on first half lines. They covered like 10 straight or 12 straight. I mean, they were, they were unbelievable in the first half and totally folded late and lost a bunch of games. Yeah. The Lions are like the exact opposite of that. If you can count on one thing with this Detroit team, it's that they're going to get bludgeoned in the first half. And then they're going to make a comeback, right? And they're going to make it close. So, if anything, I would be looking at the Washington first half line. Uh, that's probably the only way I would want to get involved in that game. That has two teams that I'm not quite sure what to do with yet just after one week. Well, Chase, you also make a great point when talking about taking Washington in the first half. We saw them come out over the weekend against Jacksonville and just go up and down the field in the first few possessions and drives for that offense. And then it wasn't until the second half where they let Jacksonville come all the way back and take the lead. Then they had to play uh, from behind and get that victory. Washington does that all the time. And speaking of the NFC East, I can't believe it's taken us this long to mention, I think, the biggest story in the NFL, which is Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. They're now eight-point underdogs against the Cincinnati Bengals at Jerry's World on the 18th at 425 p.m. Eastern. Number one, me and you have talked multiple times about this NFC East in general, how we were down on Dallas and we felt that there was value on other places and other teams in that division. Takeaways from the injury, how are you now using that information to handicap Dallas moving forward? And also just the movement on this game, what numbers are going to, and what movement, and what are you going to see in this game between Cincinnati and, and Dallas that is is going to uh, maybe force your hand to make a bet or stay away in general? Well, yeah, you and I were all over that in the preseason. Uh, I think you kind of liked the Eagles. I kind of liked the Commanders. Either way, the, the consensus was don't bet on Dallas. They're the top of the market. They shouldn't be. So I think it has taken a very small amount of time for that to prove wise. I mean, it's a long season, but when you're talking about a betting favorite in a divisional market, 
whose quarterback has a thumb injury after the first week. Like, I'm not saying write him off. It's a long season, but you got to feel good about your position. I think in terms of the actual game, Dallas was already an under target for me week to week. Now you're talking about taking away Dak Prescott, but the defense is still going to be really good. I think this is just a week-to-week comeback, evaluate the under, remember to come early, early week so you get there at the beginning of the market and the line hasn't already been slammed down like it has. I can't remember if it was the spread or the total in this game, but it's already moved something like eight points. Some spread. of that was book-initiated, the spread. Well, it's just this is an under team for me. This is every week, come back, look at what the under is. Do I like the value? Do I like the number that I'm getting? And then think about it that way. I would probably stay away from from Dallas spreads uh, just because, I mean, that quarterback spot that they have behind Dak Prescott is a little rough. So I, I would I would just stick to the unders, I think, or stay away completely. Chase, we got to get you on some college football. You are our resident Virginia expert in college football, especially around ODU. I'm, like, very curious about what you think. That was the number one thing that I was looking forward to talking to you about is ODU versus Virginia. ODU is a 10-and-a-half-point dog. Um, how do you see this game playing out? How would you play it? Really interesting game because, you know, ODU, like, I, I was kind of down. I do Sunbelt power rankings every week for, for one of our sites here sports. Uh, and I was really down on ODU even after they beat Virginia Tech. And the Monarchs fans were not happy with me. And I was saying, look, if ODU was really this good, they wouldn't be a 12-and-a-half-point dog in East Carolina. Pirates are going to go cover, which they did. They won by multiple touchdowns. So I think ODU, the upset with Virginia Tech was a little bit of fool's gold. Uh, it's an awesome win for them. They're going to recruit really well off of it in the 757 down here. But it's, it's, it's just not – I'm not sure they're there. I'm not sure they're on par with regularly beating ACC teams. And Virginia is going to come home after getting their doors kicked in by Illinois. So I would lean laying the points here with UVA. I'm not sure if ODU has it in them to, to – Certainly not to beat two ACC teams in three weeks. I would be skeptical even of the cover. It's probably too ugly for me to get involved, but I would lean Virginia. Got it. Chase, since we're talking college football, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the game of the year and we get it this weekend. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers traveled to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers. And for some reason, this should be a pick. Maybe you're giving Indiana three and a half home field advantage. I think that'd be insane. I know they're two and oh. Western Kentucky plus six and a half. How are you betting that game? No, I'm kidding, man. What are, what are your favorite plays in college football this weekend before we let you go? But that's mine right there. If you do want to uh, tell, go Hilltoppers. I don't know, man. You had me sold that it was the game of the year. Uh, I'll it tell may you, be. I, I, was, I was doing a bunch of handicapping. I mentioned Hero Sports, which is one of our sites. We also have The Roar, which is the main blog for BetMGM. I was doing a bunch of handicapping for it today and writing some content up. One of them was I was going through every single over-under record for every single FBS team through the first couple weeks of the season. And I thought it was interesting that Western Kentucky is 2-0 and to the under, which I assume is because they were so heavily associated with you know, Zach and all yep. of that offense last year. And so the market, you know, with, with some of these lesser-known G5 schools, independent schools, like non-P5 programs, it takes the market a little while to, to correct to that. So if anything, I'm getting involved there and bet the under because I think those Western Kentucky numbers are just a little too high and they're going to take a little while to come down. Uh, a couple other numbers I have circled here. Uh, I'm interested in attacking the Oklahoma team total going against that awful Nebraska defense. One of the questions I get asked the most is, hey, how do we bet X team that just fired their coach? And it's always case by case. It's, there's never a one-size-fits-all answer to that. 
But the one thing I feel pretty confident about, no matter who coaches Nebraska this year, is that the defense is going to be really, really bad. I think Oklahoma can mm. probably get to uh, to 38 or so, which we haven't seen a team total yet, but that's about what it's going to be uh, with a with an 11 and a half point spread and a total of 67. So we're looking around 38. I kind of like Iowa minus the 23 against Nevada, and you you know can they score 23? Calls, that's what I was wondering exactly. too. Exactly. That's that's what everybody wants to know is like why would I lay 23 with that point? I think the sportsbook probably has been watching Iowa. Like they know that the Iowa offense has leaves a lot to be desired, but this point spread is up from 20 and a half to 23, despite the fact that like 70% of betters are on Nevada plus the points. Nevada is really bad, man. And South Dakota state's a really good FCS team, really stout line of scrimmage, kind of like Iowa is Iowa state. That's a rivalry game. You have to think that Iowa minus the 23 is actually a sneaky, sharp favorite spot. Those are a couple I'm looking at. Chase, before we get you out of here, anything for Friday? Florida State, Louisville, Air Force, Wyoming. Those two games, of course, will be here sweating it out live. Anything, any early thoughts on that game? If not, we can always circle the block and ask you again later. I think the over for that Florida State-Louisville game, Florida State's wide receivers are really talented. They showed that off against LSU and that defense. Uh, And then you know what you're going to get with Malik Cunningham. Maybe they're going to win. Maybe they're going to drop a terrible egg at Syracuse. But they are probably going to score some points. So I think just the over there on principle probably has some value because it's early in the season. Uh, I don't don't know about that other game. Air Force Wyoming. Wyoming I thought was going to be really bad this year because of all the stuff they lost. But now they're 2-1. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrong about that one. Chase, appreciate you, brother. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Yeah, guys. Take it easy. That was our guy, Chase Kitty, joining us on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. And every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM Rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. Or converted to MGM Rewards points that can be used towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts.